0: Welcome to the Tech Arena, featuring authentic discussions between tech's leading innovators and our host, Allison Klein. Now, let's step into the arena.
1: Welcome to the Tech Arena. My name is Allison Klein, and we're coming to you from the OCP Regional Summit in Thali. I'm joined by OCP representatives Michael Schill and Steve Felby. Michael and Steve, welcome to the program. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves?
2: Thanks, Allison. Really glad to be on. Um, hey, everyone. My name is Michael Shill. I'm the Q Director for OCP. Allison, uh, my name is Steve Elvey, and I'm the VP of
0: Emerging Markets for OCP.
1: So, OCP Prague, it's so great to be back. I feel like we maybe at the first post-pandemic events for OCP. And the energy is amazing. It was in the keynote of all morning and the sessions were fantastic. This, I think, really makes me question, where are we with OCP in 2023? And what are we seeing as trends in terms of um, industry engagement with the organization? How does that speak to what's going on in terms of the innovation around cloud campaign?
2: Yeah, Allison, um, great question. So first, you know, we're so excited to be back here in Europe for the first time since 2019. It's great to be back and see the European community. Oh, it's such a vibrant event. i uh, really excited to see what happens over the next day and a half. Um, in terms of just really engagement with the European community here, um, you know, happy to say that we've never had more engagement from this titular market. We have dozens of new work streams that have come out of the woodwork, so to speak, just in the last year or so, many of them led by European companies and European individuals who are driving the innovation that we're all here to address the
1: what When you think about uh, the underlying market forces that are driving that, what are we seeing in terms of technology adoption and, and requirements for customers that are driving this um, engagement in terms of new contributors and participants in OCP? I
0: think there are really two or three key areas that we are see in the supply chain. One is the continuing. Uh, momentum of end customers wanting multiple vendor options so they want to mitigate that risk from the supply chain by having multiple vendors however they like this idea of give me one specification but let me have multiple suppliers and this community-based development of specifications allows end customers to achieve that and on the supply side of things they can sit in the room with their end customers and be at the forefront of the technology roadmap in developing what makes sense for their market. So we're seeing this nice convergence of end-user requirements moving with the vendor ecosystem as well. I do like the latest analysis that came out of Omdia uh, six months ago, where they interviewed the reasons why people are adopting OCP technology for the first time, more so than cat parents, it was the idea that this is an open design. That's a very, very big shift. It's usually CapEx and OpEx and energy efficiency. But the idea that it's open source is the first time that that's been at the top of the survey list. So that's one market force is to give me that openness as being reflected by the announcements that we see today, where you have one specification and we already have four manufacturers lined up to manufacture that front. Uh, so I still think it's still a bit... Uh, being on the types of industries that can adopt this fast, so it would be the, co- uh, the cloud service providers, uh, the telecommunications companies, the people or their web scale. But quickly on the backside of this is all of these different edge cases that are being pulled in of the enterprise companies that are moving very, very fast. So it's fun to see these other industries start to pick up uh, these types of innovations that are coming along.
1: You know, I think that I was a little bit jet-lagged when the keynotes started this morning. I woke up in a furry, um with an announcement that was made this morning um, with a very big name making their first contribution to the Suki, which is Amazon. Um, kind of belies lies that I've been talking about in terms of the momentum of the organization. Uh, tell me about the contributions in general. What are you seeing as trends? Who's contributing? How are they contributing? And what does that Amazon contribution mean for the organization?
2: Absolutely, Allison. So first, um, start with the uh, contribution by Amazon. We're really thrilled that they've decided to contribute an enterprise edge gateway. Um, So first of it's kind contribution and one of the first contributions that follows the brand new um, OCP evolving contribution model, which is a modular contribution model. Um, This modular process allows for the contribution of base specs, design specs, and then thirdly, product specs. What this allows our community to do is to initially contribute specifications at the base level are very IP-like, allowing for lots of flexibility um, for multiple vendors to then come along and at the second stage, contribute more specific, more IP-heavy design specifications that are more product-specific. What this also allows for is for our community to contribute in ways that we really haven't seen before, namely multiple contributors coming together around a single purpose. Not necessarily one one contributor contributing a a single monolithic spec, but multiple contributors. We've had groups as large as 13 come together, um, competitors, collaborators now, working together on these um, IP light based specifications, which allow for flexibility, which the community has never seen.
1: When you look at and he, you know, um, you know, I think that one of the most interesting things that you said earlier, Steve, is that he published a product spec-, spec today for companies are already willing to actually deliver that and work in. How has that ch- changed over time? And what, what is driving that change, do you think, um, for having a, a host of solution options for customers to choose from?
0: How it's changed has been quite dramatic. So in the past, it's just been hyperscale led. So if a hyperscale sits in a room with a manufacturer, if they say, this is a design I want. that manufacturer is more than happy to make it to that one type of company. And they're fine with that type of supply. What's changed now is two areas. One is the push from the customer to want these open designs, that's forcing and pulling the vendor this direction and saying, I need to open up and I need to to play in a community. The second force, which is even more important is the, the, the overall level of comfort that a vendor has in being an open source organization. Open source has happened in software for many, many years, but it's just now really taking hold in the hardware space where people are understanding that I can make a contribution without giving up my IP. I can collaborate and I can share enough where I can still make money. Get my market share but at the same time, i'm accessing new markets that i would never have access to prior and i'm i'm moving the entire community forward by participating in this in this community based engineering so i'm i'm moving the markets fast so it's really it's been it's been enlightening it's something that michael and i struggle with every day is telling people that it's okay to make these type of contributions and so michael spends a lot of his time educating people about the open-source processing, it's okay if you're a hardware manufacturer and can open-source this design and still be the thing.
1: When you think about OpenSecute, you touched on work, lots of affinity with the hyperscalers, but this is a very different open-source. Lots of telcos here. Lots of talk about edge. Tell me about the use cases that are getting the most attention in the now, and um, what does that reflect in terms of Market to
0: we have an OCP marketplace and we can watch the traffic and the number of people that are visiting this marketplace and what they're looking at. So the one of the interesting trends is the way uh, the movement from viewing traditional data center for data center SKUs or products, more toward components and edge and D prints that we've never seen before. So the, the use cases now we're seeing that. Open source designs are a bit more flexible and allowing you to try new things. We have companies in, in France that are using OCP designs for heat reuse boxes that are put in schools or buildings. Uh, we're also seeing edge use cases on the, the networking side, uh, all the way up through the telco telecom stack in, in remote areas. We're seeing immersion capabilities and advanced cooling where these can be put Say on the top of a building or in the tropical climates, um, and that's not even touching on all of the the new things that we're going to be seeing. Say uh, in something as small as say a time appliance card that synchronizes the data center that's used in high frequency trading. So OCP components, not just the entire stack, different components will start to permeate every industry that you will see. You may not look at a particular financial institution and say, "Well, that's an OCP stack." But they'll be OCP components, and and then slowly, the hyperscalers are using a full OCP stack. Telecoms are using a, a percentage of theirs as OCP stack, and then that waterfall effect happens throughout the industries. And we're seeing, if I were to bet over the next six to twelve months, I would put my my bet on um, public sector and financial sectors as probably being the fastest uptake on on OCP hardware.
1: Now, the other theme that I've seen in the conference come up again, time and again in the sessions, is sustainability and the desire and mandate for more energy efficient platforms, more resource efficient platforms. What has changed to drive that focus on sustainability? And how do you see it play out in the OSP groups and the specifications being published?
2: Absolutely, Allison. So, um. Sustainability within OCP has been a very hot topic. Obviously, the last couple of summits on um, the continues to be said today will be moving forward in the future. In 2022, um, the OCP Foundation added sustainability as the fifth tenant of OCP, joining the four others. Um, what this now means is that all specifications and really all contributions that come through the OCP community must now align with the sustainability as an additional tenant um, essentially, they have to be able to defend their contribution as being sustainable in front of our technical steering committee or our incub- incubation committee or IC, um, the elected group from our, our community who votes to accept or you know push back against all contributions that are brought forward. Um, this means that all that all contributions do have to um, prove that they're sustainable sustainable, and the way that they can do it is through the um, and the, the templates for these contributions, which are you know captured um, uh, at the contribution level there. And then we've also um, shown our commitment to sustainability by launching the sustainability top-level projects. Um, this project joins the other 11 top-level projects at OCP. Um, so the sustainability project is continually looking at ways that can help all the other projects um, reach their sustainability goals. Um, Steve, anything else do you like to mention?
0: Yeah. Allison, you may have seen today in the keynote, every single keynote mentioned sustainability. Mm-hmm. But everyone is from a different type of company. You had a vendor, you had a co-location operator, a, da- a data center operator, you had a hyperscaler. All talking about sustainability. Well, how are they going to achieve this throughout their entire supply chain? They're going to do it. They're going to do it in a community. And you may have heard the gentleman from KO Data, the CTO, mm-hmm. who mentioned that this is only going to happen... But- in a, an open source and a collaborative community as you can achieve these sustainable goals. They said it shouldn't be left up to the data center operator to be on the hook for all of sustainability. And you had Meta up there saying, I'm going to focus on my supply chain my 90% scope three emissions. All of this is tied together. Everyone needs to work together on the metrics and the way that they're going to hit these net zero targets in a community-based environment. They cannot do it individually or waiting on some government regulation to give you this mandate.
1: I love that answer as somebody who cares about sustainability, it's wonderful to see the community taking a stand, the vendors putting their rewards behind it and the full force of their brains behind it. Um, I'm excited to see what comes in their head. Um, one final question for you guys. I think you've laid out a tremendous amount of us about OCP and why folks should get involved. Um, Michael, can you just share how folks could reach out to you guys to learn more about OCP, the contribution process, membership, everything associated with uh, getting involved with the campaign?
2: So the first step towards getting involved with an OCP, please reach out and visit our website at www.opencompute.org. We have uh, direct links to all of the various projects. These projects all have links to subscribe to a mailing list, uh, links to join um, regular meetings. These meetings are um, open to everyone, whether you're an OCP member or not. Please hop on, participate, join that conversation um, at a deeper level. When the time is right in your organization or you as an individual would like to join OCP and formalize that commitment, uh, you can reach out to membership at opencompute.org. We'd love to walk you through the various ways that you can get the most out of your involvement with, with the organization and, um, and, and find ways that we can plug you into the community. Um, on top of that, and lastly, the contribution process within OCP. Steve touched on this earlier, but I would love to, to stress just a couple of points. Contributors to OCP at no point ever give up their rights to their IP. All contributions are, are made on, at the specification or design level. Using a contribution license agreement, or CLA, which is essentially a patent on a certain license. So contributors do retain full patent rights. They are allowing um, end users of these contributions to utilize the contributed material underneath the um, limitations of the license. So as Steve mentioned, you know earlier, you really aren't giving away any of your material when you're when you're uh, making a contribution to the community. Rather, you're positioning yourself as a thought leader in the space, you're helping others in the community and you're driving us all towards a more open and sustainable future.
1: Thanks so much, Michael, for that. It was really clear. And thanks guys for being on today. It was a real pleasure to having you on the show. Thanks for taking time out of the conference.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks for joining The Tech Arena. Subscribe and engage at our website, thetecharena.net. All content is copyright
1: by the tech arena.